joining us for another edition of Health Affairs This Week. I'm Michael Gerber. And I'm Chris Fleming. This is the weekly podcast where editors of Health Affairs talk about the news and stories that we've been following during the week. And it's good to be here with you again, Chris. We're going to dive into our usual mix of health policy news and dad jokes in just a second. But first, I want to make sure listeners know about our newest addition to the Health Affairs podcast family. It's called Research and Justice for All, and it will provide perspectives on how to dismantle unjust systems and structures that have long impacted health outcomes in historically marginalized populations. Uh, The first season, which just launched, focuses on private sector solutions for health equity and is a partnership between Health Affairs and our friends at CVS Health. It's co-hosted by CVS Health's Chief Medical Officer and Chief Health Equity Officer, and will feature guests like Google's Karen DeSalvo and Gilead Sciences' Rashad Burgess. Um, I enjoyed this week's Uh, first episode already, which was an interview with Thomas Sequist from Mass General Brigham. Um, It was really interesting, Chris, to hear his thoughts on the role of health and hospital systems in addressing patient social needs, the Indian Health Service, and other topics. Well, thanks, Michael. And I I certainly second your uh, sentiments on research and justice for all and uh, the accompanying uh, Forefront series as well. Uh, And on other fronts, uh, last week, the government uh, proposed, and this will be the topic we spend most of our time on today, uh, proposed comprehensive new staffing standards for nursing homes, including, uh, for the first time, specific standards for nursing hours. Uh, The rules technically apply to nursing homes that participate in Medicare or Medicaid, but as you know, that casts a pretty broad swath uh, in the industry and encompasses most facilities. Uh, It's this has obviously been a, a long, uh, long-term debate and controversy, and uh, that debate was sharpened uh, by the disproportionate number of COVID deaths that real tragically uh, occurred among nursing home residents and workers. Uh, the fact uh, that the Department of Health and Human Service issued the proposed rules on Friday afternoon before the uh, Labor Day weekend may provide some indication of how controversial they expect the new proposal to be. Yeah, I certainly remember from my days as a um, reporter on Capitol Hill that you don't release things on the Friday before a long weekend if you want everyone to pay attention and you want to make a big splash. But I don't know if we should read too much into that because in other ways, the administration has been highlighting this topic and the need to improve nursing home care and probably knew this would get a lot of attention among the industry for sure, but also others throughout throughout healthcare. Um, After all, President Biden promised in his 2022 State of the Union address to implement new staffing requirements as a central plank in his overhaul of nursing home quality standards. Um, He also did write an op-ed for USA Today last week, coinciding with this announcement, and we'll get to more on that later. But first, Chris, can you tell us a bit about the new rules and why people felt they were needed? Sure. Uh, Well, as I mentioned, this goes back a ways, uh, back at the turn of the millennium, Uh, Congress ordered CMS to examine the appropriateness of establishing minimum caregiver to resident and supervisor to caregiver ratios for nursing homes. The result was a landmark study that advocated requiring, if I recall, at least 4.1 hours of uh, nursing care per day, per resident per day. And that would have gone, obviously, substantially beyond what the current standards are. Uh, Those come from uh, the 1987 Nursing Home Reform Act. Uh, The Obama administration issued an update to the regs under that statute in 2016. Uh, Under uh, those requirements, facilities have to provide licensed nursing services 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
Uh, they have to have a registered nurse on duty eight hours per day, uh, seven days a week. Uh, there are other requirements. They have to appoint a director of nursing, have a full-time registered dietitian on staff, and provide services that are, quote, sufficient, unquote, to meet residents' needs. Uh, the Kaiser Family Foundation notes that uh, this has been interpreted uh, as requiring the equivalent of uh, 0.3 uh, nursing hours per resident day for a 100-bed facility. And then uh, in addition to the federal requirements, uh, the other piece of the pie here is that uh, individual states have their own varying staffing requirements. Now, of course, you know, the ultimate goal here is better outcomes for nursing residents. And there is a good deal of research, some of it uh, published in the pages of Health Affairs, uh, that suggests that more staff and more skilled staff, such as RNs, lead to better outcomes. Yeah, it seems to make sense. And as um, as I get older and near the age where I might be in one of these facilities, I certainly want to make sure they have adequate staffing. So, so there's some background. Where do the new rules come down? Well, they're really pretty moderate. Uh, the new uh, proposed rules call for uh, the staffing equivalent of three hours per resident per day. Uh, now, as mentioned, that this would include, for the first time, specific uh, requirements for nursing hours. A uh, little over half hour per day, uh, 0.55 hours, would have to come from a registered nurse. Uh, 2.45 hours, the remaining time, would come from a nursing nurse aide. Uh, an RN would have to be on duty 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's obviously up considerably from the current requirement. And there's a fairly forgiving uh, phase-in period, too. Uh, Long-term care facilities in non-rural areas would be given three years to come into full compliance. Uh, rural facilities uh, would have three years to meet the 24-7 on-site registered nurse requirement and five years to meet the rest of the staffing requirements. Uh, the administration says that roughly three-quarters of facilities would have to hire additional staff uh, to meet these requirements. And I will say also that uh, CMS said it's soliciting uh, additional public comment uh, on alternative policy options uh, surrounding the standards and feedback on whether to add a total nurse staffing standard uh, of 3.48 hours per resident per day. Uh, so, um, Michael, given that, uh, what was the reaction among the stakeholders? Uh, well, as you mentioned, um, these are undergoing a period of public comment before they become finalized. And, and as we know, a lot of that comment's going to come from the nursing home industry itself and the policy experts who study and write about this topic. And I don't know, from what we've heard so far, I think they'll be, they'll be reading a lot of criticism when they're sifting through the feedback. Um, some advocates and experts expressed disappointment that the proposals weren't stronger, that the, um, uh, requirements for staffing weren't higher, um, and that they didn't require more RNs and more nursing aides and LPNs on site for more hours. Um, you might expect, after hearing that, that the nursing home industry would be relieved, uh, but they weren't, um, at least publicly. Um, in the spirit of polarization, they uh, um, blasted the proposed standards as potentially ruinous for nursing homes, um, and that really came from from a variety of people throughout the nursing home industry. Um, one thing to note in his USA Today column last week that we mentioned, President Biden drew a distinction between for-profit and nonprofit nursing homes. He pointed out that nonprofits were three times more likely than for-profits to meet the proposed new standards already, and he criticized private equity firms for buying up nursing homes and slashing staff to increase 
profits. Um, but even though he made that distinction, even public statements from leading age, was, which represents nonprofit facilities, were still negative. Um, in her own response to the president's column, the CEO and president of leading age wrote also in USA Today that the costs of the proposed mandates would, quote, reach into the billions and be crushing. And she urged policymakers that to raise reimbursement rates. Well, one thing there does seem to be general agreement on is the need to address uh, worker shortages in the long-term services and support sector, which includes nursing homes. Uh, These shortages are driven in large part by low wages and difficult working conditions in the sector, and that's combined with competition from other sectors in an economy and labor market that are still pretty hot. Uh, The HHS proposal acknowledges this and includes steps to address it. Uh, As part of its workforce initiative, CMS will work with HRSA, the Health Resources and Services Administration, and other partners to make it easier for individuals to enter careers in nursing homes. Uh, They're talking about investing $75 million in financial incentives, scholarships, tuition reimbursement. Uh, Now, the industry reaction was this is all well and good, but it's not nearly enough. Uh, We should note that the administration said it would exempt nursing homes from sanctions for failing to meet the new standards if there was a local worker shortage and the facility could show uh, sincere recruiting efforts. Now, obviously, this even just on its own, workforce uh, considerations are a huge topic. It raises a whole host of issues. Uh, Michael, I'm hoping you could expand on, on those issues a little bit and what comes into play here. As you pointed out, the industry said this isn't enough. Um, and and once again, they've they've pointed to the need for a lot more money and funding. And and as some have pointed out, they're really struggling to compete for health workers, um, especially when hospital systems and other parts of the uh healthcare system can pay more. Um they specifically pointed to ten or twenty thousand dollars sign-on bonuses for nursing staff that hospitals in their same communities were offering that they said they couldn't afford to offer. Um, as we know, healthcare is a huge and continues to grow as a portion of our economy, which means, of course, staffing shortages aren't just at nursing homes, but really across all parts of healthcare as they compete amongst each other for those workers, even even after they're trained. So I I wonder if administration efforts that fund scholarships and tuition might help on the front end, but it's really unclear if they'll prevent the huge turnover problem. Um, Just two years ago, we published a study in Health Affairs that found median turnover rates at U.S. nursing homes were 94%, with some facilities experiencing an even higher churn of workers. Um, There's also other policy issues impacting nursing home staffing, a large proportion of which includes immigrant workers. In fact, in, in her reply to Biden's USA Today column, the head of the nonprofit nursing home organization Leading Age, um, also asked the president to urge Congress to reform immigration pathways, which we know um, is a topic that gets mentioned a lot when we talk about uh, healthcare workers, but um, noticeably was absent from this announcement. Thanks. Uh, that's that's great and very interesting. And, and we'll finish up by pointing out that uh, along with the proposed new rule, uh, the administration highlighted some other efforts Uh, including audits of nursing home staffing by CMS, uh, oversight of how nursing homes are spending taxpayer funds, uh, looking at inappropriate prescribing of antipsychotics and emergency preparedness. And of course, we should emphasize that the new proposed regulations are just that, they're a proposal. And now we enter, as Michael mentioned earlier, a period of comments uh, where uh, 
stakeholders and others will uh, file comments and HHS will then consider them and will finalize presumably the regulations with whatever modifications they deem appropriate. Yeah, that's right, Chris. And there's certainly a lot more we can say on this and maybe uh, we'll come back to this topic in a few months or, or however long it takes for them to sift through those comments and come up with a final rule. But for now, we'll have to leave it for there. Um, of course, if you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Michael. And thanks to our listeners as well. We'll see you next week.